We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 WGC Workday Championship at the concessions. Also, Puerto Rico Open bets towards the end. We'll be breaking down that field very, very minimally towards the end of the show. Want to remind everyone out there to smash the like button to the episode. Give me your early lean for both events. If you're going to play a double this week, which two players are you doubling together between the two events? I want to hear that in the comment section. Also, rate, review, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts and you know, download the episode three times or something like that. You got time on your hands. Seems like everyone's just sitting at home anyway, so you might as well download the episode a whole bunch of times. Increase those numbers, all right? Tell some friends, too. The winner of the Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix giveaway from last week, the ratings and reviews. Dylan Besser, 65, I will be contacting you after the show. You are the winner of $100. Please go subscribe to DFS Picks and Bets, The Mix, wherever you download podcasts. You can watch all the videos up on Mayo Media Network right now. Sub to Mayo Media Network, as always. Uh, and just keep downloading all the stuff up there. It has all the short-form content you can want, Euro Tour bets are going to be back up there this week with the European Tour returning. I'm going to have my one and done for the WGC and or Puerto Rico, potentially. We'll see if that's actually in the mix. And then Champions League is up right now. you got NASCAR at the end of the week, UFC, all of the short-hitting stuff that you probably want to bet on, but don't want to spend too much time researching. That's what the DFS picks and bets, the mix, is all about. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. Sad fella. Yeah, this one this one hurt Pat. Honestly, I treated gate like my evening routine was like a tough charger loss. I ate like two cinnamon rolls and lost six straight games of FIFA. I was on tilt. Do you blame Tim? Because I would. I don't know what to blame. I don't know what to blame. I, I was just it was a great day. It was a great day. Even CBS I thought did a great job. Yeah. Uh, relatively relative to what I was expecting. Guy shot a 64. I don't know, man. I, he, Homa screws it up. Then he dubuissons himself to victory. Oh, annoying. We were talking right before we came on air that if you had bet Finau when Homa had that putt on 18, that Paul said Homa was minus 2,000 at that point, which would make what? Eight, eight, eight to eight, one, eight fifty. I was going to say like 15 to one, right? 
if someone's uh, minus two thousand on the other side, maybe it's less. Twelve. Than that. Yeah, let's say twelve. And then if you would, so if you bet on Finau then, and then bet Homa when he was lodged next to the tree in the playoff, you probably would have got the same odds on the other side and just won all the money. So that's probably the best way to do it. I don't really want to hammer down on Fino. He played great. He shot the round of the day. He played as well as you probably could on Sunday. And that's always kind of the way we talked about Ricky if he was ever going to win a major. Like, start how four, we did it at the players. Four or five groups back, go post the number, and then have everyone fall back to you. And that's almost what Fino almost got there. Almost. Until Tim said that, then, you know, obviously, congratulations to Tony Fino on winning this tournament. And then doubled down on that take in the playoff. Uh, Double down on it said it and then homa stuck it to three feet and then he congratulated homa and then homa missed it okay but the biggest thing that i want to point out is people are going to rag on finau for not winning and coming in second but he had a great day the guys that we should be ragging on here is dustin no showed sunday and neither did cantley he was terrible like the, but they never get shit because they've won events obviously you yeah, just I notice it with finau yeah. but those guys didn't show up to play i want to say something i mean finau like for the day, Pat, he was strokes gain, like second in the field putting. And then we got to the playoff and there just weren't two more holes in this in 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 the flat stick. They, they just weren't there. He left it all out there. We were hoping as backers he could take it on the first playoff hole by default. I mean, I didn't have Fino. You did. As ba- I'm just saying that I wasn't the only one. And it's like. It was a laugh that, like, I picked him because it's like, I like to pick him, but it's like, I want two in a row. I can do whatever I want here. And if we would have got home, oh, it would have been glorious. Oh, it would have been so much fun. But, hey, credit to Max. More pain. Million dollars worth of pain for Tony Finau. He was my one and done. He was. And both of my guy and Tim's guy missed the cut. Here's the... Here's I, the- but I want to just... Because going back to, like, Dustin. To me, a guy like Dustin... The second in his head he can't, like, win anymore. He's done. Just done. I don't even care if he makes quad. He hits the branch on, like, 10, and it's like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to home. I'm sleeping in my own bed in Jupiter for the next run of golf. Or actually, I don't know exactly where. I believe this is, is just located. south of Tampa, like an hour south of Tampa, I think, when I looked on the map. Yeah, so he's obviously not going to sleep in Jupiter. But you, you know what I'm saying. We're going to Florida. Um I don't really put too much stock into it. Cantley, just before the horn blew on Saturday, missed like a five-footer on 15. That would have almost been like a stroke and a half on the field for birdie. And then he came out, or maybe it was on 16, and then he came out and missed a five-footer for birdie to start Sunday, which was the, the 17th start, end of round three, blah, blah, blah. And then missed a six-footer on 18 for bogey. And that, Yeah, so he was just kind of, must have gone into Sunday, like, spinning his wheels. I, I still contend that Cam Smith should have won this tournament. Not because I bet Cam Smith. I mean, that's probably why. 0 for 10 on putts from 6 feet to 25 feet on Sunday. That's crazy. Did not make a putt from outside 6 feet. He led the, he led the field crazy. in approach. I mean, maybe more. Him and Fino, I was watching the groups. Well, while the PGA tracker was working, they seemed to have very similar putts on each hole. And Fino was was making making a lot of like 12 footers, 14 footers occasionally. Um, And Cam Smith, I guess, wasn't. He he was not. And the the biggest, like, because he was treading water, I think he was like four or five under at the point. They get to 12. 12 is playing super tough all day. There's no birdies. Cam puts it to like 12 feet. Like, he makes birdie there. He goes to 11 under basically gains 
a shot and a half on the field with the way that that hole was playing. It was like Homa almost made his putt on that hole too. You know, like no one was making birdie there. So Cam had his chance to make birdie. Fina had a nice up and down on that hole, but he makes it there. Then all of a sudden he's one back. He's firmly in the mix. He's, I mean, we all kind of acknowledge that Tony Finau is a better player than Cam Smith. And Cam Smith is, you know, he's two wins. <laughs> One of them's a team event, so he's like a win and a half. But right. if he's in contention, you're like, oh, he could win. At the same time, like in terms of class of player, it seems like Finau and Smith were of the four that were up there between you know Burns, Homa, and Smith and Finau. At least they have the experience of being through this a whole bunch of times. Although Homa did have that win, but and then he missed like a seven footer for par two holes later. He was just done. I've, I can't recall a putt I've seen that went worse than his eagle putt on 17. That was weird. That I mean, was horrible. I've seen some real, horrible. No, we saw some real bad approach putts. But, hey, you mentioned the greens are huge. The contours are there. Three putt. So we're up there. Uh, Burns tried to hang on for as long as he could. He got that break on 12. Yeah. No, and really th- yeah, where uh, he didn't go out of bounds. Where you really thought, okay, like he might be able to pull this off. And even made a, had to make a snazzy six-foot like bogey putt to save he made, the double. He made the lengthy bogey putt, but he par really, putt on 10. Um, it never, to me, it never felt like he was going to win. Even yeah, when he, he went got, four under on the front nine. It was just like, yeah. No, well, once he got saved on 12, I thought... Um, all the horses coming behind were in trouble. But he, he looked a bit ner- like he just yanked three straight tee shots. Yeah. It's like this this is happening for him right now. Felt bad for him because I like Sam Burns. Final group at Tory. Final group at at Riviera. You can't. Um, that's great. I would like to get your breakthrough in a premier event, but you could see everything's pointing to him having a huge. Huge year. It's too bad that he's not in this field this week. Not that I think he's going to win, but we always kind of like him on Bermuda over everything else and just with the way that he's playing right now. I feel really stupid and gutless for not betting Homa last week because you and I even talked about it. Like, here's the players coming in with amazing form. He's played well at Riviera. He's local to the course, played it like 100 times. He's won the crossover event to this at Quail Hollow. The number just... I looked at it. I was like, not in this field. What was it? I never 55. even thought about betting him. So I never. It was fifty-five. Like, is, is he really going to outdo Dustin and Rom and Rory and JT and Bryson? I was like, fuck no. That's never going to happen. So good on him. Internet favorite Max Homa. Now we're going to be seeing him for a while. Good for him because part of me. I mean, despite losing, I was like, man, you can't make a thing for roasting people online and missing three footers to win <laughs> tournaments. Like I thought that would put extra pressure on him, but nails. Nails and maybe Finau, like, how do I put it? I mean, once we got to that point, was he gonna win it or did Homa have to lose? Like, one of them had to lose it. It felt like no one, none of them, like, really wanted to win it per se. Um, I mean, two guys, no birdies on 10. Even Homa to have that birdie look on 10 was outstanding. That shot Up the was hill. Awesome. I was really hoping it would catch a little more speed and catch the slope back down. Keegan Bradley itself When he off. was in that position, I was like, where he was putting for birdie, I thought that's where his inevitable like par putt would be from. Well, I um, didn't realize that he had a path to the green from where he was because yeah. it looked like the ball was lodged up. Because the first angle that they showed of the ball up against the tree, 
I thought it was on the other side of the tree. I was like, oh, he has no shot. He's going to have to play this left hand. There are very few people on the grounds, and these guys certainly weren't like marshals, but I knew he was SOL before we got a close-up because there were two guys. seemed like they even had a couple bevies in their hand. Um, Adam Rank was on the grounds. <laughs> I saw their react. Maybe it was him. I saw their reaction to where like the ball ended up. So I, I w- that's when I... St- I made the like that balls against the tree, Pat. Pat, I go to like screen grab my tickets. <laughs> oh no! So I want to. So who's you- going to get there first in our bet, though? Spieth or Fino? They're both close. You would probably still take Spieth, uh, especially with some of the tournaments coming up. Yeah, like you would. Like I'm not. Like I'm not looking to get out of the bet. I'm saying like I, you would probably take that bet if I offered it to today again at like EV. Well, of course, considering I took it like a year ago when Spieth was absolute trash. I would definitely (laughs) take it today. But we're going to see, I bet you, because we're not going to see Finau at Honda, so that gives Finau like this week, players, Bay Hill. Is he going to win Florida? Because my whole shtick for last week was we're going to go to the wall one more time because Florida's not the place. And then you even made a joke about match play. But in your head, like, you have to putt to win match play. And that's in Texas, too. You got to, like, like, Sunday's on tour for him to get where he got on Sunday was because he was second in the field, uh, strokes gained putting, finally matching up with everything we thought. Um, you know, but who? how do you win matches? Although he's a great one-appearance Ryder Cup player, so you shouldn't put, like, you got to putt to win, but if you shoot a 64, you're going to win your match. Yeah, I, like I, I like it goes both ways. Well, right? it, it really like, depends. Like especially in Austin, when we've seen it, like Kisner won and Bubba won. I think those are the two winners in Austin. And DJ Rom won the first DJ beat Rom. Yeah, that was the year when DJ and Rom were like year. one two in every tournament. Yeah. It was always Dustin then Rom, but that's the way that it kept playing itself out. But I don't know. I feel like anyone can kind of win match play. Have a hot week. Draw the right opponents. Like there's so much like weird stuff that yeah, goes yeah. into it. Like of course. If you end up with an easier group or an easier mm-hmm. draw or the guy that you play against shoots 78, you're like, all right. And you shot a 73, but you won while two guys sh- lost with 67. Exactly. They got- so there's more that goes into yeah, it than yeah. that. But we've seen two long shot winners. I, I actually like the event as it's structured now versus how it used to be. I like the pod system. I don't think that a lot of people do, but I, I much prefer it. At least you get like two real days. At a, or three real days at a golf rather than just single elimination do 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 that it becomes unwatchable when it gets down to the final four remember norin was in the mix that year and he had that putt i think it was against bubba yeah he was in the finals that's when like norin was the man norin had another good week too yeah a very solid week i thought that he would make more bones on well the wind didn't show up on sunday like everyone thought it was going to that was a big factor in all of this too because i ended up putting money on matt jones on sunday being like well if the conditions suck like Matt Jones can get around in the wind. He's, but I think he like triple bogeyed number twelve. He hit where where Burns, <laughs> Burns got hit. a tree and somehow came back to life. Jones straight in. One other things. Oh yeah, the timeline of the curse for this week. Back in full. <laughs> wow, form. what a week for the curse. One and done pick Cameron Champ withdraws before the tournament. Just like I'm not, I'm not having. And it. he must feel great about that decision, <laughs> seeing how things played out. <laughs> Immediately goes on to <laughs> Justin Thomas, who has the worst tournament of his career, I think. Right? Yeah. And then, as he was telling us privately, that he didn't see a scenario how Sam Burns could lose <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. on Saturday. Impossible to like see that, to, to envision that scenario. Then gets on Tony Finau, 
congratulates him on winning the tournament. Homa sticks it in close, congratulates Max Homa, he misses the putt, <laughs> then gets back on to Finau, Finau loses, and then says there's no way the Ottawa Senators could possibly beat the Montreal Canadiens. Ottawa wins. <laughs> what a what a week. What were the Montreal has been like a minus two eighty favorite? I, I think I, I everyone versus Ottawa is like yeah, Ottawa's the worst team in hockey, I think. Yeah. I think I think Ottawa's plus two eighty five. I saw people bet it at. They won an overtime. <laughs> no way, no way they could win. So very, very good week for Tim's Menchies. You know he likes the attention. So here we go. We also released a cuss corner last week. Go back and check that out yes. as well. It's a fun one. Anything else you want to talk about from the Genesis? We're done with the West Coast. It was a great, Tigers? great West Coast for Max Homa. Tigers interview. Oh, yeah, Tiger. I forgot about Tiger. How stoned was Tiger? That's the other part. You get a win, Genesis. Like, for Fina, it would have felt like, congratulations, Max. You're the hometown kid. But, like, everything goes out the window for Fina to get a trophy, shake Tiger's hand. There's, like, a 10-year-old boy at home that was probably bawling his goddamn eyes out. Like, bawling. You know what? I think at Fina, at this point, I don't think the Tiger handshake really means anything. Just get the trophy. Just any trophy. No, but that is, like, it's a premium event, too. Yes. But you always said it's, like, not going to be, like, when he does what he does on Sunday, it doesn't matter if it's a Detroit or a player, like, a a big-time event. Uh, Tiger's thing, I don't know. He looked... Do you think he plays the Masters? Is he, like, rope-a-doping us so we don't... So we kind of... Lower expectations? I'm happy we cashed out on those open championship uh, bets. Yeah, we got got our money back. Because, like, worst case, if he does pick up a... If we see him on TV golfing again, we can then make the decision if we want to get back in on that bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm not. I don't it too know much. if he played. I'm still gonna say yes. I think I'm gonna say yes as well. But apparently, he can only putt at the moment. He's just but setting me up. Yeah, maybe he has another. It's not another surgery coming up. It's something else he has coming up. Not quite sure what it was, but it was a really weird interview. Weird, and there were a lot he of. He was like really jokes. close to the camera. There were a lot of jokes. He was very he was shiny. Like high. <laughs> he looked. Like his high. eyes looked like he, you know, just hit the vape pen or something. He's in California. Why not, right? Yeah, he's getting around. He was at the Super Bowl. There are pictures of him at the Super Bowl. He's he's doing his thing. I don't know. I always hope for the best. I want him in the Masters betting market. Yeah, that'd be good for us. Although the last I don't think it really the last time that we thought that he won. So (laughs) yeah, but there were at least okay. Yeah, fair enough. But still, I don't know. I don't. What else? Other takeaways you got like the road to the masters is is now here it does feel like a lot of the big names mentally weren't there last week well thomas i mean thomas's grandfather had just passed away uh, and he didn't play well at all he was a pretty big disaster in that tournament but even someone like bryson i for whatever reason i thought that bryson was still going to make the cut when it all came down to it he ended up shooting four under i think over his final 10 holes it looked like he figured something out when it came down to it. And people were like mocking Bryson for being on the range I, late. I, I, Did you see Patty Harrington was still at the course yesterday grinding it out on the range? He missed the cut. <laughs> people, uh, I people actually just want to hate Bryson. The hate on him was like remarkable. This talk of like, I don't want to bet him again was so strange to me. I had to uh, listen, you can make your jokes that like Finau doesn't win. I had the guy that came in second place. I want as much as I want off my Bryson bet. 
That's why like, you need to play the each way on Cam yep. Smith. Get up there. Okay. <laughs> you want I actually want to get into this because I get asked and about this each way thing. You don't play it. For me, now, I understand last year I blindly, every time I bet Finau outright, I was attaching a T5 with it. That's like a Finau thing that was like a joke, part of my odds checker vids that I was doing um, to supplement them. I guess I was running so pure off two straight wins, Pat, that part of it didn't really register with me. Now, for each ways, I do not do them. A guy would have to be over 80 to 1 for me to even consider it. I would rather take another swing, a swing and a half in the odds range where instead of doubling up my price on a bet, I'd rather take another swing in that like 25 to 40 to one range on an outright pick. I find it like this. If I hit an outright and I got to split up my bet to some of it on an each way, um, that's great. But when I, if I hit, sorry, I should say it like this. If I hit my quote of winners that I expect to hit out of myself and I've never not hit since we've been together, water totally finds its level. For every time I'm giving a little back because um, I missed like a top five this week on something, when I win my outrights, which I'm hitting my quota, I'm always able to do that, thankfully, and hopefully I can continue to do that. It like it totally works even, I find. I think it really depends on your preference. Uh, I don't like to play an all-or-nothing type game with a betting card. I like to hedge out on myself a little bit. That's why I prefer the each ways. So something like last week, you know, Cam Smith pays off twenty to one for coming inside the top eight. But he was a hundred to one. He, no, he was a hundred to one. But that you would never that pushes my. You're week. not hedge. There are people out there who I really do like, and they pick great winners. Like 14 to 1 But with they're an each still way. playing yeah. 14, 18 to 1s, 25 to 1s within each way. Like, you would still never play someone under, like, 30 to 1 with that one. Unless you really had, like, I don't know when you do it. Maybe you have. You rarely do. I usually try to keep it, like, 40 is usually the lowest. And even then, because a lot of the times, like, each ways are so sparse, especially in North America. When it comes down to it, I think it's the people that you see playing the short each ways. I believe they're probably all Brits or Europeans, right? Yeah. I think it's just a custom in that market over there because a, like we've just started to get top eight each ways on things, but they might get top 10, top 11, yeah, it's, that yeah. kind of thing. So instead of making a top, like instead of doing a Tony Finau bet to win bet top five, just play the each way. And then all of a sudden it looks a whole lot better. And you get better odds on the each way than you would betting a top 10 or top 5 anyway. Um, although you lose potential. But yeah. the, the whole point being that I, I don't like to go that low. I do understand it. It's just not bets that I want to make because that's a lot of investment to put at the very top of the board. Yeah, it's like me see, like doubling up those wagers. I don't want to double them up. I'd rather just pick another guy to win. Yeah. I can see that. And that works for me. And listen, not to sound like cocky or whatever it is, we, we dipped out of it this week with this Homa win, although not too far, although you we would actually argue that Homa price was in the range. Like, that wasn't that deep down the board. The winning range does hasn't been... Well, I'm going to go cold for for three months now after making this comment. Well, I'm going to win this week, so the you win just tail me. The, well, I'll get into that in a second because I'm so beaten down after yesterday. Despite people should be like, "No, you're like in form." No, like I got, I can't shake it off. I am just going to copy, but <laughs> that's never a good sign. <laughs> but um, the winning range has been like in front of us on good events for a while. That I just like to be in there, and I don't want to double up my bets for in each way 
when my outright odds are usually just compacted to 20 to 50 to 1. Yeah, and I like playing more long shots than you do. And that's why I get into that market but, but a lot more. But the great thing about golf betting is I would say, like, do... Like, there's so many lanes you could pick and yeah. do what works for you. And I have found the lane that works for me, um, and I stick to it. Uh, so that's what I like to do. If you want to do each ways, do it. Now, on there's the disclaimer to this whole rant I made. I guess, like, Tony Finau should always be each way. Like, it's not the same 25 to 1 as, like, Patrick Reed. No, and you've seen that reflected in some of his betting odds on sites that have each ways, that his odds are just lower to outright win because people are just protecting themselves against that each Even way. Even yesterday, bet. he's like 36% in showdown. Like people, okay, he, it'll make it interesting. He probably won't win, but like you want to own this guy. He's going to go make birdies. You probably don't want him if he's tied for the lead. <laughs> you, you want him like five back. Let's go, Tony. And he got there. Anything else on Riviera? No, I there's like two guys with odds pushed, and I could keep make this a short show. We could talk Puerto Rico if you want. You know that credit card, the one you're afraid to look at to see what the balance is? If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Last year showed us that you never know what's going to happen in life, and if you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. So take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. If you have multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances and due dates and website logins can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get personal loans to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million People have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved in the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash mayo. That's upstart.com slash mayo. Don't forget to use our URL to tell them that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash mayo. Oh, we're going to talk some Puerto Rico, so let's talk about the WGC. We are skipping Mexico Right now, no Mexico this year. We're going to the concessions in Florida. Six weeks to the Masters, so we're sticking in Florida to Texas to Georgia will be the schedule upcoming. There's also the Puerto Rico Open this week. Like we said, we'll touch on that momentarily. So what we're seeing from the field, 72 players, because Homa is now in. There's no cut. Starts on Thursday. Patrick Reed is the defending champion of this event, but that was in Mexico at Chipotlepec, not this course. For the Concession Golf Club, par 72, 7,474 yards, Bermuda green grass. I took a look at a few interviews that Jack Nicholas did. This is a Jack Nicholas course because it's really hard to judge a course that you've never seen before, especially 
in a professional setup because the last time that we saw any sort of competition here, Bryson beat C.T. Pan in the finals of the 2015 NCAA championship. I have a feeling that it's not going to be set up exactly similar to how it was at the NCAA championship. So just listening to Jack talk about it because there's some interviews out there with him, the par fives were the things that really struck me. One of them is reachable in two. One of them is not reachable in two. You're forced to lay up. The other two, it really seems to depend on whether you have the wind at your back or not, whether or not you're going to go for it. So if that's the case, let's say, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but you're going to have to pick a lane if you're going to bet on anything. Is it going to be one of these courses where the par fives are all just wedge shots in on your third, and that's how you're going to have to make birdie? They seem to be really tough par fives. There's a par four that you have to lay up on that looks drivable because there's a moat that runs in front of the green. Going. Irons, short, short, short irons. Unless Bryson and Rom and DJ are just like, fuck it, I can get there in two, then it's a different story, and then I'm wrong. But if it's not, I want the elite wedge players here, the guys who put on Bermuda, and that leads me to one name when yeah. we get to the list. Actually, it doesn't lead me to one name. It leads me to a few names. But looking at the top of the board, DJ, uh, his price is backed up a little bit now. He's five, f- 5.25 to 1 in order to win. Rom is 8.50. Xander, 11. Cantley, 14. Finau, 16. Rory, 16.5. Bryson, 18.5. JT, 18.5. Berger, 22. Tyrrell Hatton, for the first time this year, 22.5 over in the United States. Hovland's 22.5. Webb's 22.5. Or is he 28.5? 22.5. Brooks is 30. So that's what we're looking at for here. Justin Thomas, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, I'm we always, always I, talk about... Tw- I, I found him at 20 to 1. I, I bet it. We always talk about how great he is with that um, like layup zone shot or that, that uh, wedge into the par 5 shot. I think he's the best in golf. At least he blows these other elite players away. Yeah. It's like him. And DJ's really good at it, too. It's amazing. What's, DJ, what's DJ's track record in Florida? I feel like it's not well, great. Well, he never really he, plays because he, he, he does he so, He does so much in California and then takes a that break. he usually takes a little break, and we usually see him again. I know the players get, like, it's all rejigged, but players, match play. And match he play's not in Florida. No, I'm, that's where we see him um, again. Like, did he one time not show up at Valspar and suck? No, or am I, think, I making I think he, that I up? I think he came inside the top ten. Might have been like a late charge. Yeah, I think he got there in the end. I think it was the year Casey beat Kokrak. It's like Bubba and Louie were up there as well. Either way, it's just, again, it's... You're not surprised if Dustin wins. No one wants to bet Dustin at less than 6-1 to one in an elite field. Like, the only two players who are not in this field this week are Tiger and Casey. That's it. Everyone else is playing. And... There's a bunch of Euros because they put into the 2020 and 2021, uh, like Road to Dubai, both qualifiers from those are in this field. So there's a bunch of Euros. Not that I'm betting on a bunch of Euros to win, but that middle tier of a WGC feels stronger this year with your like Hogards and I don't know who are the other like Lipskis and players like that all populating like the low end of the field. Like those are real guys. Victor Perez is a real guy. Sullivan? Not so much a real guy. <laughs> nice little wedge player, though. Not bad. Lipsky's better. Really? Yeah. And then at the bottom of the field, you have like J.C. Ritchie and Dandy Von Thunder and guys I've never heard of before. So Because you have like your Asian tour, Japanese player tour. But of all the top guys, I- I'm treating this like we treated it coming out of COVID. Being like, who are the best players that just have the longest odds? Buy the dip on them. I'm going to buy the dip on Justin Thomas. Looking at him, he missed the cut last week. 
It was the first time he had lost strokes off the tee and on an approach in, a, in the same tournament since 2017 at the Quicken Loans. He missed the cut at the British Open in his next start, and then I believe in his next start after that, he won the PGA Championship. So in his last few events in tournaments where he's lost strokes to the field, uh, he hasn't. he's finished, I think it's four consecutive top six finishes in those events the event after losing strokes to the field in any event. So I just don't see, we, we like him at Nicholas courses. We like him on Bermuda. We like him any place where there's wedges. Why not Justin Thomas here? Thank you for shooting seven over missing the cut. Yeah. Thanks for being Anderkirst. Going to Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, this is easy. I could do another one of these guys, uh, but, but I'm not supposed to trust Bryson's like wedges. It's a trickier situation, but like I said, Bryson can game this course. Like maybe he can drive number twelve. Maybe he can reach all the par fives. Like that—that's in the range of outcomes for Bryson. Like Bryson, Rom, Xander, and DJ are probably the guys that, and Bubba, I suppose, can probably figure it out if they have to. Wolf potentially too. Brooks, Brooks, yeah. I I, I give Brooks a hard look. Real luck. I'm not going to go there because there's some other things I want to do, but I thought about it for a little bit today. Anyway, Justin Thomas, 20 to 1. I could back Bryson, but I'm going to go down a bit lower on this list. Sobel pointed out this morning, too, he gave all the finishes of the players that have won WGC events over the past five years. And if we throw out match play, which has led to two like lower-ranked winners in Bubba and Kisner over that time, just stroke play events. Only one player outside the top 20 in the world has won one of those. That was Phil in Mexico, like five years ago, or 2018. That was, his first, that was his first win since his oh, That was his get-off-the-mat. He out-dueled JT. That's right, and JT... JT, like, hold out or something from the middle incredible of the from that. We talked about that last week. That was, like, the Charmin. Hatton was in that one. I don't think that was the Sharma one. No, Sharma, Sharma was the one when Reed... No, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. EVR was in the mix last year. That was right. Yeah, that was the Sharma one. Yeah, it was. I, I, that I, was the one where, like, Hat, I think Tim got his first look at Hatton. And Hatton was just destroyed. Yeah, he was so was, mad. Yeah. Rafa was in it, too, because Rafa couldn't yeah. miss a putt that week. Anyway, so I just printed off the list of the top 20 players, and all my bets are going to come from there. So there's Justin Thomas. He's number three in the world. We get him at Is 20 Rory- to 1. We spoke about it last week. I mentioned to you how, like, it feels so off in many respects. The approaches don't feel that. Rory used to miss a six-footer, and he used to not really. It bothered you, but, like, we're just going to get another one in the next two holes. But, again, we joke now, not even a joke. It's like Rory, 110 yards, perfect drive, putting from 28 feet. And he's not hitting those either. But there's a part of like every one of us in the golf community. It's like wait for it, wait that for it's it, like wait this for bubbling it. Bubbling explosion where we're gonna get to a course, and he's not just gonna win, Pat. He's gonna like beat second place by a touchdown. My one issue with him, like if you look at his iron splits, but, basically you get to 150 and beyond, really good. 150 and in, not so good. Horrible. <laughs> and everything I just said in your lead up to giving those splits, I think. Either we've said every week on this show since the restart or someone who does a golf podcast like like it's um you can just repeat the take like, OK, yeah, there's Rory this. Oh, but we're waiting for him to explode. It feels like it's bubbling. Um, there's an inevitability there. We're going to be a, I know there was a covid layoff, but we're going to be approaching a two year span without a win. 
When was his last win? Canadian Open? Oh, no, it would have been in the playoffs. The year he won player of the year. Did he win Eastlake that year? Or did he just win? Like, did he win the actual tournament? Because with the weird scoring, I think that he won, but I guess he gets credit for that one. I don't know. Now it's all a, a, a blur. Strange to think. I guess he won at Bay Hill two years ago when he outdueled Bryson on the Sunday. Well, it would have been. But his, but his past few wins, like the players, the Canadian Open, Eastlake, all of like short Bermuda. I guess uh, Hamilton wasn't a Bermuda course, but it's a short course. Three short courses the last few times he won. I think he won over in Europe, too. Like he won in like the WGC China or something. Um, it's going to click, and no one's going to be betting it, so, and it's just going to happen. It's like if Dustin wins this week, like no one's going to be betting it. It's just going to happen. You have those weeks. Yeah, so. but there's like a – as a – Rory's, what, 17, 18 to 1 now? Yeah. I think I'd rather go to the well with Bryson than Rory. This week, I agree with you. I'm not going to probably bet either. I probably should bet Bryson, but I just really like Justin Thomas. But I loved Bryson last week, and look how that turned out. But you like a lot – like based on your numbers – on what you're saying, on where you have to, how compact you should probably be looking in your betting range, like how many guys are you actually going to be betting? I've bet two so far, and I have a third and fourth name I want to add to that list. And all of them are on that top 20 list? Yes. And how many of them are outside like the top 15? One. All right. We'll, you'll teach us as we go along. But other than that, uh, looking at this very top range... I think that we should have a quick discussion that if someone is wildly undervalued in this field, as strange as it sounds, it's probably Hatton at 22 and a half. I, is it under, I, I want to bet it. I want to bet it like too, the number really wasn't good. big enough. But why does it need to be big enough? This is the number five player in the world. Who has a win rate like at 18% in the last calendar year. Yeah. But it doesn't. <laughs> He's won four of his past 22 starts. Everything minus... How do I put this? We have not seen Everything him do it you in said this type of field, though. That's the one caveat to him. Even yeah, at Bay Hill, that was a watered down. Someone actually made a comment that, yeah, Hatton's won all those tournaments. He's never won a single tournament JT played in or something. Is that true? I don't know. It I, might I, make I'd, sense. Ha- I'd have to go back and But look it might at make it. sense, like off the top of your head. It wouldn't yeah, shock like, you to like, hear where, that. Where did he? He won in the Middle East uh, earlier this year. Good field. But not like this type of field. He won. Like, he won Bay Hill, which was but a, before Bay Hill, like literally a calendar year from like net. Now he won his like first event post injury in Europe. I I feel like he won. He won the Dunhill back to back years. I but think that wasn't last year. No, but I'm just trying to think of all the wins that he has. He has good wins, no great wins. Uh, this would be a great win. A WGC is a great win. It's, it's a great and win. And when you go look at the resume of players who've won WGCs, they're all elite players. I think he's an elite player. I don't know what to do with him. I like it. I wish it, he still feels like he should be closer to 30, but it might not stop me. The question is, do I have the guts to bet Hatton over Bryson? I mean, they win it around the same rate. Don't they? But I know, but I just, it's easier to like just go to the wall with, whatever, it's a process. I I like Hatton a lot, and he profiles perfectly for this place. Not the best wedge player would be the one thing that I would say. And that, that is just my analysis of it. That might not factor into it whatsoever. (sighs) 
at all. But I just think that T to green, he's one of the most complete players on earth. On this list you have in front of me, is the same price as Hovland? Yeah, he's the same price as Hovland on this list. I'd rather bet Hatton than Hovland. Although and I really do like Hovland. Hovland, I, I mean, we I, we can kind of joke that Cam Smith putted his way out of a win on Sunday. Morikawa's great ball striking numbers just get overwhelmed by the fact that he lost six strokes putting in the final round. But Hovland, I don't think that he made a bogey on Sunday because I had him in my showdown lineups. He shot four under, and it feels like he missed eight putts from inside 10 feet. He finished top five. He did. Like, he had a great round and didn't make a putt. And this, to, to buddies saying I should be playing each ways, that would have been another guy on my card who was What was he, 25? What, what, what was he last week? No, he was with Morikawa. He was like 34. 33, 34. The thing is... is a lot of credit for Hovland, who's... If, if, I mean, I don't want to disparage Hatton. Like I said, he's won four of his past 22 starts. I'm just saying that he hasn't won an elite field like this. Hovland's two wins are Puerto Rico and Mayakoba. So if I'm going to ding Hatton for that, I really have to ding Hovland for his quality of win versus fields. I like Hatton a lot here. You got to say that into the mic. I like Hatton a lot here. So it sounds like you're betting Hatton. Maybe I can find a big number at some of our... No. Really? I Because I, I went looking for it. I couldn't the- find it. I mentioned on my show yesterday, too. I was like, give me a 30 and I'm in. Could it get I, shorter? It, oh, yeah, I think so. Because I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, no, maybe you know, I'll let it marinate. You like, know what? There's no way it gets you know, shorter. You know what? It probably doesn't get shorter because people are going to see Thomas, Bryson, and Rory at the numbers that's that they're what, at, and they're going to bet them. That is, but that's the debate I have. It's like, I love Hatton. He profiles perfectly, but like in the end, a part, put it this way. I'd rather bet Hatton at 28 than Bryson at 18. But that's not what we're seeing right now. Maybe that develops later on in the week. I don't know. What do we do with Berger? who looked fucking dialed in. There's a guy who couldn't make a putt until he finally did, but he was locked in at Pebble. And now we're back in Florida. Here's the question. What, what are his odds at, like, the Honda? 12 to 1? So I think Brooks and Berger are probably going to be your 1 and 2 at the Honda. And then M and Fleetwood? Yeah. Maybe Hatton, Norrin. I don't know who's all playing there, but... That's probably a tournament where you see a lot of Euros. I feel like JT... Uh, JT, JT usually... I don't think he's... He won there, I, I don't believe he's committed. The, the new schedule... The new schedule is, just yeah, kind of fucks harder, everything yeah, out. Yeah. Um, it'd be a great place for Hatton, too. I agree. That place is a lot shorter, though. It is a Nicholas course, though. I think that you have to think about it. If you go look at the uh, topography of some of these holes, it is hilarious to see how similar they are to other courses. Like, you can really see where Nicholas took his inspiration from. Like, you know that par four at Mirfield Village, number 14, the one that Morikawa stuck it on and made the eagle putt versus Tavlon and JT that week? Uh, There's a par four that basically looks exactly the same as this. It's one that has the moat protecting it. So I don't know if they're going to end up moving the tee boxes up to give the field a chance to go at it, like a true risk reward. But it just seems like, remember how JT played that hole all week? Like he didn't drive, try to drive the green once. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to put it to 80 yards and stick it two feet. Don't worry about it. It just feels like that's what he's going to do here. Are there fans this week? I have no idea. I prob- Florida, probably. Probably pack, pack crowds. Is Workday like their um, emergency sponsor? I guess so. What is Workday? <laughs> I think they help you recruit, maybe. Oh, it's a recruiting company? I could be wrong, but didn't they do the double Mirfield event? 
they did. They did the first leg of the one. You know, this one kind of got moved from Mexico and maybe needed a different sponsor. Yeah, they, they must be on the. Uh, they just put their names in. They're like, call us. Yeah. Like, what they about? I like, get a good deal that way. I, it's not that I have no interest in Rom, Xander, Cantley, or Finau. Just I, I prefer guys in other numbers. Of those guys, Bryson, Bryson to me, I can't go lower. And Finau, I'll just miss it at sixteen to one. That's a. Be- I've seen him lower in other, like better at other places. But even at twenty, I. It's hard. Yeah, you can you can bet Bryson at twenty, Thomas at twenty, or Finau. Because at part of my like real part of like wanting to give Finau one last real swing last week was still being um, in California. And I think I even said, like, no, once we leave California, like, Finau goes away from me. Probably shouldn't. I feel like he's played well with the players in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, he, probably. He does well at Pete Dye courses, so. Interesting to see. Let's move on to this next range. Oh, it's going to be good this week. We sure. got, from 30 to 50, Brooks, Reed, Neiman, M, Morikawa, Scheffler, Tommy Fleetwood, Ryan Palmer. They're both 55. Uh, and then Harris English, Hideki Matsuyama at 60, or 61 and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can find them. Uh, this is where the range where after JT, I think I'm going to hit. Uh, the one bet that I've put in, guess where we are? Florida. Guess what the greens are? Bermuda. I, I hear, at least in my mind, that's going to be a lot of wedge play. Uh, give me Webb Simpson. I found him at 33 to 1. 35 to 1, sorry. You can find him at 30, 33, and 35, depending on where you look. Why not Webb Simpson? He's a quality player. He's top 10 in the world and not being treated that way. Is your phone on vibrate? I had to turn that off. But I like uh, what I, I don't. I don't. Um, I can't say anything bad about it. A lot of sand at this course, too. I never. I, web. Okay. You don't seem to like Webb. No, when I bet Webb, I'm usually tailing you on it. You've led me to victory with him before. So, okay. It seems like a really good number for the number nine player in the world. Yeah. I mean, people can, like, acknowledge that he disappeared for a bit, but I think those are conscious decisions to not play at a place like Riviera and just wait for everyone to play, and a lot of those guys miss the cut, and he's just waiting. Yeah. I I think that we're getting a discount on him because we haven't seen him in a while. And he hasn't really played all that well this year. His irons were awesome at Kapalua, putted the lights out at Sony, didn't really play well in Phoenix, but you you lead up to it. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on his number. The other two guys that I had mentioned that I want to get in on, M is one of them, and Morikawa is the other. Morikawa, two straight events now for him. He was second last week in approach to Cameron Tringali, of all people. Could not make a putt to save his life. More so in round four. He was basically treading water all the way up until round four. And number 10 ate him up all fucking week. So... That wasn't great. For someone who generally plays short par fours really, really well, he was three over through three rounds on number 10. And he was number one at Sony. The time we saw him before that, he beat everyone in the field by over two strokes on his approaches. Again, if this is going to be an approach course, a wedge course, I worry about his putting. I worry about his short game. But at 40 to 1, 45 to 1 in some spots, we're now at a point where he's getting like disrespected versus Tovlin, despite the fact that he has more wins in a major. I, a week ago, would have like said, sign me up for any, like a year long contract of these crazy Morikawa odds. If the books keep want to keep giving them, Mm -hmm. 
But one week later, I, I don't, I'm, I want to see some life from that stick. But I guess his point is his approach is so good when he has life from the stick there's not going to be a build up it's just going to mean a win it's sort of like justin <laughs> like, it's sort of like justin thomas every putts, every time win, every time right? justin thomas putts well he wins and like, morikawa like he's a not a good putter but every time that he has yeah. putt well he's won <laughs> and you worry about the short game but there's no cut this week too so like that's why we've seen Xander and Hideki and Justin Thomas. Like Justin Thomas, eight of his thirteen career wins have come at no cut events, and two more added onto those in the FedEx Cup playoffs have come at events where there's been a limited field. So ten of his thirteen wins in his career have come because you can have a bad round. It's okay to have a bad round at one of the no cut events as long as you're the type of guy that can also shoot sixty two. And what's your big Morikawa number? Forty five was the best number I saw. But it's 40 almost everywhere, which I'm fine with. Yeah. And, I mean, he has a win at a Nicholas, two Nicholas courses, I think, is because uh, he won, was, was it Barbasol that he won or was it Barracuda that he won? Barracuda. Was Barracuda at, I know they switched over to the Nicholas course. I don't know. I can't remember if that Barracuda. was the year that he won or not. But he has a win at Mirrorfield Village. I don't know if that's going to be like a direct corollary, but you do like to see like guys that tend to play well at Nicholas courses. And so, why not Sungjae? He took two weeks off, and it's like he's dead. What happened to the guy? He bought a house, and now you never see him. I thought he was going to play every event this year. He's probably going to play about 12 in a row now. He's the number 17-ranked player in the world. We're back in Florida, on Bermuda. I'd rather bet him than Morikawa. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird. Like Historically, Morikawa, not a good putter, and even worse putter on Bermuda. And these greens seem like they're going to be super fast. I'm picturing a card. So the, the three guys beyond Webb and JT, who I already bet. So Morikawa, M, and then the other one? Say it. We're getting the odds again for no good reason of why he's down in this range. There's the two of them. Brooks and Reed. I like Reed a lot more than Brooks. Why? What what is it against Brooks here? We're back in Florida. I thought about Brooks a bit this morning, but and, and he ended his Riviera pretty nicely. If this plays how do I put this? There's a way this would I thought about there's a way this course could play where I feel like my Hatton Reed potential card doesn't hold up very well. Is that would be a fun Ryder Cup singles match. <laughs> that certainly would. <laughs> As opposed to, like, the Bryson Brooks, like, I don't, these guys, I don't know much about this place, but they're probably just going to take it on. I would think so. And there's they're water, there's sand, take like, whatever. And if it plays on the easier end, they're going to fucking dominate. That's what I'm worried about. Well, but I yeah, do but you, like... But, but I think that you pick a lane and don't hedge yourself all the way. It's like, this is how I think it's going to play. Here's how I'm going to construct my card around it. Which leads me to Thomas Morikawa, M. Reed, um... Web like that type of player that doesn't need yeah. to go bombs and Hatton away. Is that in that form? But he's the he's the better, rich man's version of that player. Yeah, right al- now. almost like Web was last year. We used to say like, yeah, exactly. Um, Web was like the the more expensive version of Hatton a lot of last year. Yes, and then they kind of flip yeah. places. I am more th- thinking that. The guys who really do try to annihilate it will find some trouble. 
And if that's the case, you want to go with like the, the, the solid don't get like that's the thing with Morikawa. I guess his putting could lead to big numbers, but it's not like he's wayward off the tee. He's one of the most accurate players in the field, and his irons are dialed in. It's does he pull a Hovland and chip it two feet in front of him? <laughs> Although Hovland's really gotten Hovland's a lot better. Really he's on like the Cantlay trail. Like Cantlay's one of the best around the green players in the world now. One of the best sand players. Remember when he kept gagging it? Every oh, bunker auto bogey. Hovland is really even his his year to date stats. I mean. Last year, Hovland was making strides in the around the green pat, but his year to date around the green stats this year are quite outstanding. Uh, at least I think when I checked them out last week, um, and it's all it's all happening. It's all about to happen there. What are we looking at? His around the green stats. I, I was just looking at probably, there are three par threes on this course that are over two hundred yards. Very similar to last week in that stance. So over the past 50 rounds, uh, Day, Cantlay, Zalatoris, Webb, and DJ are your top five. But there's so much putting that goes into that, that if you run a hot putter over the course of those 50 rounds on par threes and make a bunch of 20-footers, then your par three scoring on holes of that length are going to look a whole lot better. What about Scheffler, who had quite – who's um – Here's the new thing. Quite bet Scheffler head-to-head round one. Bet against him round two. He's turning into that guy. We did a great round four. Sure. Was it great? What did he end up shooting? Five under, I thought. Was he? What did yeah. he, he end up finishing for the week? Three under, I think. He blew up He blew up on Saturday. Now, I have more confidence in Neiman than Scheffler, if like they're on the same tier, which they appear to be. Um, any, I don't know. I'm not betting them. I, I don't know. I don't want to cross the range. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to move on to the next range? So 16 above, because I'm not betting long shots here. The lowest odds in the field of guys inside Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, English, Wolf would be your three inside the top 20 that have the longest odds. If you're going to bet Bryson, again, you might as well just bet Wolf, but I'm not betting Bryson, so I probably won't end up betting Wolf. What about your boy Fleetwood? Buddy. 55 to 1. Let's do it. You're betting Fleetwood? Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, Nostalgia stake? He's European female? I think, okay, he's having the same problems in Europe now where he's like really in the tournaments he was in in the Middle East, Pat, and then he um, blows up on Saturday. So at least we're being consistent. But I like these Fleetwood numbers. Sometimes he shows a little life and these American books post them at like 30 to 1. Oh yeah, for sure. So now but like, he's been playing crossing, bad. Crossing fifty. Why you have the Euro stats? I don't have the Euro stats. I just have the Euro finishes. They're not good at tournaments. Like he used to win. Yeah, but they were like in it, and then he like blows up. Well, that's not good, especially when you're facing triple the quality of field. Fifty-five to one is a go number for me in Florida. Okay. Feel like there's equivalent options down the list. Yeah, of course. Like you can get, I don't even mind Louis as you, crazy as that sounds. You can get Scott for over ten points more. I don't care. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot of great options. Fitzpatrick, you could probably argue, is a better option. Or Rose at this point. Rose off of what a second or third place in his last event. That was actually one real long shot that did. You got to speak into the mic. You can't do this and then like talk over here. I had a scratch. Um, Rose is one real long shot I was thinking of, but I'm not there. I actually think I know who I'm going to bet. 
from down in the, like, I'm not going to bet anyone from up here. I'm going to play some top tens, I think, or maybe I'll just allocate that money to the Puerto Rico Open. But there are three names. Answer. Answer was not one of them, but I, I could be talked into answer. What are his odds? 80, 90? Yeah, it's probably too short for me. If I was going short. to take, yeah, in this field? Come on. Like if you, I can bet Fitzpatrick at like the same number. Fitzpatrick is a substantially better player. We're in Florida, so Mac, he's going to go back to hitting 60-footers? Not only are we in Florida. Is this where you were Yeah, this is where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we in Florida, we're at a Jack Nicklaus course. I, I didn't think there's any way you would bet him, but okay. I, I, but the thing is, I'm not going to bet any of these guys outright. Like, if I'm going to play a top 10 or a top 20 or a top 5, I think it'll be Leishman, Woodland, Hughes. Did you see how well Woodland struck it last week? No, he lost eight, but I love hearing he, he this. He lost eight strokes putting in two rounds. I can't wait. I'm going to put him on my prop. My prop card was actually pretty strong. I had Burns and Cam Smith on my... Uh, Saves the outrights that were all losers, despite the second place. There's who is going to be. I like that. I like that segment. S- save, uh, save the outrights. That's literally what they're there for. I, I like it. I like that. Um, the win your money back. Yeah, for the this week. is how I'm trying to. This w- is how I break even for the week. That's literally what I try to do. I don't even get greedy with them. No, neither like, do I. I. I try to make it that I win my money back yeah. for the week. And sometimes on those bets, it's really fun. Some. I in, uh, the sweat of having like a guy in 18th place and to keep the top 20 or 22nd place trying to get it like sometimes that does it for me. When, Do you know how excited Sunday? I got when JB started the fourth round? He started in, in like 33rd. I was like, I have a you know I have a pretty decent top 20 here on JB Holmes at had pretty long odds, and he started birdie eagle on the back nine. I was like, oh here we go because the front nine is going to be playing super easy. So just like. Finish the back nine at like minus two, go and shoot minus two on the front. You're going to get your top 20. I think he was like seven over after that point. Bad news for old JB. Okay. Who is going to be the guy, the kid um, that kind of shows up and like finishes fourth place, third place? Lipsky? I don't even know. I don't think he's young, but. That's, that's who you, what, his, his odds cut off where you print me here, buddy. Yeah, I, I I can look him up. Yeah, he's not on the on DraftKings Sportsbook. I, I only have like the top fifty five, I think, in terms of odds. Let's see here. Where is old Lipsky? Two hundred on. Uh, yeah, you say four hundred? Oh yeah, four hundred on DraftKings Sportsbook. There we go. Man, what happened to EVR? Three hundred to one. That's a that's a rough scene. Yeah, these DraftKings sportsbook odds are way better than anything else I'm seeing on these longer guys. But again, I'm not, I don't want to bet them to win. I'd probably bet them top 10. And you probably get pretty quality top 10 odds on a guy that's 400 to 1 in order to win. I just like him. His wedges are really good. And I think he spiked in the event that Hatton won. I think he was top 5 over in the Middle East. But I have, if you just want to get like fun with it, I think if you could look at like Bobby Mack and Hogard for just like young. Like, if everyone saw All Enamored with Zalatoris and Scheffler as oh, sort of like the second-tier young players that are awesome over on the PGA Tour, I think you look at Hogarth and Robert McIntyre as the two guys from the European Tour that are those guys but have five times the odds. Yes. Um, or Valamaki. He's, a, he's like a Finnish brick house. Like, I don't know what that – yeah. That guy is, is a house. He hits it a ton, Pat. 
Um, and why bet Tony Finau at 16 to 1 when you could bet European Tony Finau at 250 to 1, Thomas Detry? Is, is he who you're qualifying? Like, I used to say that EVR was European Luke List. He's what? He'd be the master of T to green, couldn't make a putt, and would come like fifth. Oh, the guy has as many top fives without victory. He's like European Xander. Like, all these top fives, no victories. I think Bearoff and those guys, Axis, um, Sky would confirm for me. Sky with the outright burns. There was, there was a few, there a few outright a few. burns. He's smart, though. He, I mean, that's a bet. He's, he had it, like, placed everywhere. But again, when you're playing that long shot in that field, you go placings. Cbez looked pretty good in Florida last year. And I remember he did really well at Bay Hill because, again, he's sort of like irons, chipping, putting, not really that great of a driver of the ball. Sneaky player. That... He seems to be sort of the type. Like, if Kucher was in any side, sort of form, I would kind of like him here. So what about Kisner? Because he's like 125. Yeah. I'm just saying, you mentioned liking Kucher. So if it, Kucher's so much better than Kisner. Like, peak Kucher versus peak Kisner. Agreed. Putter's been running real hot for Kevin Kisner. We haven't seen him since Sony, either, which is really weird. He just took off all of the West Some Coast. Some guys don't, yeah, they're just out, of, out on that. I can see it for him, because, like, Pebble would be really the only place. But Kisner, right, I think when we last saw him, was he made that viral comment. Someone's like, oh, there's, course, there's courses, like, you know you can't win at. Why he's do like, you still show up? He's like, of course. They're like, follow up. Why do you still, like, play? He's like, because they pay us a lot of money to come in 20th place. I, I actually got to do a back and forth with Siege on this, on the Twitter box yesterday. Very very nice. I try to be nice to Siege. I feel like people pick on him too much. He's a nice guy. In, in real life, I, I really enjoyed him. We, we played a lot of blackjack one night in Vegas last year. Decent fella. But he said, like, it would be great if you could convince some of the guys that missed the cut to stick around and do commentary for the weekend, which I agree with, but none of them would do it. It would be against their financial interest to stick around because it's not like in football, let's say, or in any other sport where you're out of it. And, like, I remember Jalen Rose for years, if his team was eliminated from the playoffs, would do, like, sideline stuff. Mm. And really get himself into broadcasting. But in those in that field, there's a lot of broadcasting jobs. And you're retired by 35. In golf, there are very few broadcasting jobs. And you can play till you're 50. And it's not like they're being like, oh, hey, Justin Thomas. Let's say because he missed the cut. And he'd be a good get to have. Because he was fun when they mic'd him up at the uh, thing last year. So you get Justin Thomas. That would be awesome if you get him on the course or in the booth talking about, oh, I missed all my putts right here. That would be amazing. But Justin Thomas can also fly to Florida, practice for this event where he could win two million bucks to win instead of making like 5K to stick around for two days in L.A. Here's the other part of it, Pat. (laughs) And I'll make a point that's more to a normal non-COVID world. The world these guys live Making a cut isn't fun. They don't like working for free. <laughs> they don't like paying their caddies rates, uh, travel rates, and room and board uh, to make no money. Okay? Because when they show up somewhere on a Tuesday and stay through Friday and miss a cut and don't make money, every single day, these guys, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick can literally do a clinic at a, at, a, at a country club sponsored by Workday on a Tuesday and make 40 k 
Like, the, like these guys, the life they live, the sponsorship money that's there for them to do all sorts of these ventures um, is is through the roof. But that would be cool. But also, I don't know, it be would hit just, or miss because you get a lot of but, boring guys too. But there too. would be no incentive for any of them to do it. Like the, the TV couldn't pay enough money in order to do it because it wouldn't be worth it for the TV at some point. And it's even something like Phil because it's been kind of – because you keep talking about like Philip Rivers would be great in the Monday Night Football booth. They're looking for him to go do that job. Well, that can be his job now. Like he doesn't play football anymore. These no. guys are all like even. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to get Phil to take the Faldo spot on CBS if Phil can just go out and dummy Champions Tour tournaments okay. for four hundred k a pop. Well, the, it was floated also last week. I don't know whether we spoke about it because it was floated in the media or it literally came out the next day. Pat, that um, there is mutual interest. A lot of the media, blog, Sports Business Journal, that sort of stuff was reporting. There's one problem: they are eons apart on pay. Yeah, like what would you have to pay Phil in order to do this? Because just think about even if he's playing the championship tour, purse-wise, he probably makes more. Plus, every single endorsement that he still gets for being Phil Mickelson and playing in these events, then it, they're probably offering him like, I don't know, one-fifth of what he's going to make anyway? Like that's just – why would he do it? Unless he really enjoyed it. Yeah, unless he really just wants to be in our living rooms forever. I mean, if Phil wants to get an affiliate code at fantasynational.com, so like fantasynational.com slash lefty, and he can make his like affiliate money that way, I suggest you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo, so Pat can make some money off it, and then you get the best tools and stats in the business. But unless like there's some sort of integration with that. So why not a WGC? Imagine me, you, and Phil on the all gambling (laughs) broadcast. Let fucking DraftKings pay him. They got the money. Okay, so how about this then? How about a WGC rate by NBC? You're not in these. You can't qualify for them. The four WGCs, you do the weekends with us. But he's going to play the Champions Tour this week. He's never lost on the Champions Tour. Like what's the rate then? Are they gonna? So then you're right. Are I they don't really know. gonna pay him 400k to? So I'm just trying to think. Tournament? Maybe like a mini schedule. Where he literally does like five premium events a year. Because there's no way they could pay him to do every week. But I guess there's no value in paying him to do five of them. I I, I don't know. It'd be great. Hopefully they can get a sassy guy. Who I think you need to have a Brit. I like having Feldo in the booth. So who's like, what, is Monty too old now? Like, is, do we have to go to like the next generation down? Like, Westwood's pretty affable. Westwood is pretty affable. I don't Poulter would be see awesome. Him and he, out. and Poulter, Poulter would be a good villain in the booth. And he's someone that maybe he plays the Champions Tour. Like, he's not there yet, but maybe he plays the Champions Tour. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is someone, unlike Phil, who doesn't have the endorsement money coming back in. And it seems like Poulter would love doing it. Graham McDowell would be really good, too. That's a great one. And he's been, I've seen him do it because he's been um, like event hosts on the European tour before. I'm trying. That to, would be a great Who are suggestion. the older American players that aren't named Phil that would be good at this, do you think? Furyk seems dry. Yeah, Furyk just seems boring. Davis loves embarrassing. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> um, good one. Leonard's not bad. Yeah, but he's, he does it already. Yeah. And he's I'm like, just okay. Saying, um, I don't know. I like the caddy integration. I like the, the what, more or who was it? It's like Kuchar's old caddy and Mahan's old caddy. John Wood has been good on the Golf Channel. Is, is, they didn't get Kuchar's caddy from Mexico? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... Like, if Tiger can't play, just give him 20 million bucks a year to do it. 
Is that even worth it for him? I th- for him, yeah, because I think that he wants to stay involved in golf, and if he physically cannot play, that's a way to leave your mark on it. Like, think about how good Jack is at this stuff. Now, you always bring it up. Maybe we'll get some more of that this week, too, because it's a Nicholas course. They can, like, just, oh, they're great. Like, just him Anytime. talking about, him like, yeah, I want to change it here because, and then you get to watch all the shots. Like, it's fucking him awesome. Him and, like, doing the stuff at Memorial, it's, it's amazing. It is truly and he's great what, And how old is Jack? Like, 83? I hope I'm that with it when I'm 83. I'm trying to think. Who were on those, like, who is there? Like, Hal Sutton? Uh, we're missing a whole generation But I feel players. like those guys are, like, Faldo took that job. Like, it's only one job, really. I guess Johnny Miller's job, he had it for so long. And I don't think that Leonard is the answer there. Do no. they not have Tariko doing the main? It's still Dan Hicks on NBC, right? Yeah. Get Tariko in there. Tariko's really good at it. I guess he's, he's doing Sunday Night Football. He can't do that. Why not Romo? I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it, but people would hate it. I don't think that they would. Like I know, I know he's it, not the barometer, but I think like Tim would despise it. But it's not like he. I mean, he gets these invites to play on tour, but like he's he's a good middleman. Great, the, and you know what I mean. At one hundred percent, like he gets how hard these courses are, and he can play all the shots. He's just not a professional golfer. Yeah, he. But could, he's close. Yeah, but he could like say, "I walked the course this morning," and like I would respect what he saw with pins and locations and contours. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're truly forgetting someone, but doesn't that also go to the point, Pat, where it does feel like there's just been a major void in like U.S. team captaincies? Yeah, but I don't even think you need. I don't think. No, you I'm just have saying like that, that we're missing of, somebody. You, you know who I think would be good? I actually have never seen him on the. I saw him do the Canadian. Oh, they don't need to be a superstar major champion to be great in the booth. That's what I'm saying. But like, Dillette can't really play, right? He should. Dillette should definitely be in that system to become a broadcaster because I listen. He to, is good. I listen to the radio. I, I like listening to the radio broadcast. Someone made a poison reference on the broadcast when I was listening to it and really confused the two main commentators. Someone said that Cam Smith looked like a roadie for poison. And then the commenter's like, I don't know who that is. But it was the, the other Canadian guy, Mark Zacchino. Mark Zacchino. He was, he was following. Will Haskett, Kevin Sylvester. I, I really like Will Haskett, but Mark Zacchino was following around Max Homa, and he needed to dial it back about 3,000%. Like, yeah. calm the fuck down, pal. It sounded like he had 100K riding on Max Homa. Me and my wife, I made my wife listen as we were driving to my folks' house to drop something off yesterday, and he took it to like a 12 Every a time, every a, single fucking time. On a Homa putt call that he missed, and even my wife was like, that guy's like, what's up with that? Like, it was embarrassing. I, I like the enthusiasm. It just, every every putt from four, oh my God, it's going out! Oh, it, it lipped out to the left. Like, all right, man. All right, Mark. Like, well, let's calm down a little bit here and just tell us what's going on. And I know that we're probably bad judges of this because all we do is blow out people's, either we speak really lowly and people have to turn it up when they turn it up. We're screaming into the microphone. I acknowledge that. This also isn't the the official PGA Tour broadcast. It's two goofs in a basement. What is, uh, yeah, I can go back to this. Shane Lowry? I don't, I. Mark Leishman? I I said Leishman. (laughs) Oh, he was on the Hughes, Leishman, Woodland, right? Leishman, Woodland, Hughes, probably top tens on those guys. I mean, you're banking on like how many 50 footers to hit your top 10? From Hughes. Oh, 12? (laughs) (laughs) 
He actually had a nice Sunday at Riviera too. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm happy for the guy made the tour championship. Yeah, he's a decent he had player. to do more than hit some fifty footers to but, get. But he, but he made a lot along the way <laughs> to get to East Lake, and he's Canadian, so I got nothing bad to say. And I I watched him lose to Sung Jay with his mom at the Honda. Leishman in Florida, always sneaky. The the arrow keeps there, there's you, you know you, up. you know the big like lay I think it's number six at Bay Hill. The one where you have to play it like a triangle around the water. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a hole like that here. Like, it's exactly the same. So it's just, it seems like it's like a hodgepodge of all of like the best courses that we know. Like, there's a couple par threes that look exactly like Riviera. There's one that looks exactly like at Augusta. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So he just made uh, like a replica course? Yeah, it kind of seems what it is. But like I said, there's sand everywhere. If you can't play out of the sand, like you might be fucked. That's another thing with Cam Smith. Cam Smith, one of the best sand players, Did not was horrible poor. out of the sand all week. Weird. Because there's a lot of guys. I think uh, he was 12 or he was three for 11, I think, in sand saves. And like he is legit one of the best players out of the sand on earth. Weird. Everything just went wrong for him on Sunday. And he still shot four under. Picks, quick picks for the WGC Workday Championship at the concessions. Justin Thomas, 20 to 1. Webb Simpson, 35 to 1. And I'm going to narrow down my list of Morikawa, M, and Reed. I might just bet all those three, too. And they're 35, 45, and 45 or 50, depending on where you look. And those are all top 20 players in the world this week. What's the Reed number? Uh, the read number you can find uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get it at almost 35 to 1. Uh, you can get it at 40 at some other places. There's a 40 on read? We're betting that. Uh, okay, so this is the card. I might be done. Justin Thomas, 20. Hatton, 22. Reed, 40. M, 45. Fleetwood, 55. Done. And I like Leishman, Woodland, Hughes, and maybe even Lipsky. now that I see how deep his odds are as a top 5, top 10, top 20. I'll parse that out once I release my cheat sheet. One and done picks. Ricky's not in Puerto Rico. Ricky, Spieth, Phil, Tiger, all not at a WGC for the first time since when? Ricky, Spieth, Phil, Tiger. Like, like, one of them. It only takes... I, I actually before think... Before life. I think that the answer is not since the conception of the WGC. I think that's at the yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I think dating back. Even when Tiger was out, Phil made every one of them. So and, yeah, this is an inception. And, then by, and by the time that Tiger was like injured, Ricky was good and he would be in and them. Spieth was the best and, player and in the Spieth world. was the best player in the world. Wow. What odds do you give me who wins? Oh, no, that's a bad bet. Who wins bet. for Spieth or Tiger? No, I was going to say Spieth or Ricky. That's a bad bet. I'll take Spieth. Yeah, it's a, I'm not making Hey, it. Ricky wasn't a disaster at Riviera. Played quite well, actually. Yeah, well as... Flirted with the top 20. We got to just start Fl- somewhere. Okay, well, hold on. When you say flirted with the top 20, what did he finish? Like 24th? Did he? I thought he was 28th? Like, I thought he ended up finishing like 40th. Or maybe he bottomed out then like... I, I thought I saw him go bogey, 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 then, bogey. Then I take it all back, shit. Let's see. I know you might be right. Where did Fowler finish? Twenty T20, actually. It's amazing how low you scored to get your T20s. He went, you get, you, well, he started off birdie, birdie, birdie. 
And then I just saw he made bogey and then a double, but he actually made four birdies on the front coming in. Okay, so T20, that's a bit of life. And people will look at this, whatever. When you, I think Spieth had another great week. I agree. At a course that didn't set up for him. Um, there were times in the week where he was flirting with second and third place. Get him to Valspar. Well, Burns was you know, running five ahead of the field. Get him to Valspar. Um, sure. Uh, but like, I'm not, oh, like Spieth was like in third and he finished like not even a part of it. Uh, great week. You I have no nothing negative. No, it's all looking I, good I mean, him. I didn't break down the stats, and but, but uh, uh, great week for him. Valspar, you say? Valspar. Will he be the, who would be the favorite at Valspar? I don't know who's playing. But like, he Casey? Would, would he be shorter than Casey? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Would he be shorter than Reed? No. Maybe Ty. Ma- maybe. He might be. Might be. But people, looking at this, if Spieth was in the field this week, let's say, he'd be he, 25 to 1. So he's shorter than Reed. Yeah, he'd be shorter than Reed. If Reed's 35, he'd be third. Yeah. One I'm excited done. for Valspar. I'm going to bet Corey Connors to win. That's not till the end of April. And they did a whole rejig. So Tim, in the one and done this week, is taking Bryson DeChambeau, as he has told us. You, sir, are up next. Do you know I looked at my standings last week in your pool, and before I made my Tony Finau selection, I'd made a pick every week, and I was higher than 3,200. You were. There were people that probably hadn't made multiple picks <laughs> that were better than me. Now, I'm still DOA in that thing. and even You're get- not DOA yet. Wait till we start WGC, You're right. WGC, the players, the masters. I should think, because if I could huge, piggyback that you Finau get two wins in there, boom. A, you're right. If I piggyback of that Fino second into a win, that would probably catapult me. Um, see, I should, could get super cocky, or I could wait a little bit. He plays a lot of places. I'm going to say Justin Thomas. Well, that was going to be my pick, so now I have to pivot. Off the Tim curse. Let's go. Uh, I will go with, in our pool, I'll take, can't remember if I used Webb already or not. Um, Hatton might play Valspar, by the way. They might all be back in Europe by that time, too, though. It's hard to say. I don't think they go back. They don't? After the Masters? Oh, after the Masters. It's after, it's, it's after the Masters. It's after Heritage. It's at the end of April. Wow. It's, I know you said something, but I clearly wasn't listening. Have I used Shoffley? Now I can't fucking remember who I've used. Great. Uh, That's a pretty big dip if you're thinking about JT and then dropping to Shoffley. What do you mean? Well, just I'm trying to think about as a one and done who I'm going to use. Go with Webb. No, I'd, I'd rather save Webb for Heritage or something like that. You know what I mean? The players. Because I don't know how, exactly how this is going to play out. I'll use Burger in the one and done. Get him back in Florida. I don't have that thing with you where if I pick someone as a one and done pick that I'm like triggered if they win and I don't have money on them. I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm actually less about that now when I realize like how irrelevant. It's a, it's a game. It's a completely different game. And how irrelevant. Like I'm not doing well in the one and done. It really is kind of no bearing on, on my outrights and i shouldn't mix them together because despite being pretty decent at picking outrights i am the worst at one and done i'll do a full one and done breakdown you can catch that on dfs picks and bets the mix 
on Wednesday morning or potentially Tuesday evening. Depends on when the Euro show comes out. I want to release them too close together. That's going to be with Sky and with Tom. So I highly suggest you check that out as well up on Mayo Media Network. Cantlay, I think, is a really nice pick here for one and done. A lot of people have used him already. He's coming off a week where he disappointed on Sunday. I don't think many people use him. And looking at the odds, he is the fourth favorite in this field. That's kind of the that's sort of the prototype of player that you want to take in a one and done. So you can really cash in on a big prize pool if they end up winning. Because so I, I think people will glom on to JT. Puerto Rico open very quickly to go through this. I accurately predicted who the two favorites were going to be in this field. I feel so good about myself. Thomas Peters, 10 to 1. Matt Wallace, 12 to 1. They didn't get into the WGC, but here they are. Uh, I've made one bet on this so far. Picked my guy, Justin S. You're all about him. I like him. Did you draft him in our league? I did. Okay, he's, played, he's, he's played like once. And we get this money in that pool, probably. I believe so, yeah. Okay, I think Tom Lewis at 28 to 1 is pretty good value. Because he had a few good rounds at Pebble Beach? Because he's played pretty good golf. Are you certain about that? Yes. Okay. I'll take your No, word. I don't want to like bet on it. 14th miscut, 42nd miscut, miscut. He was all right. Like before that. Miscut, 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 51st miscut, second at St. Jude. <laughs> I think you're disremembering. No, no, there's European events. Th- there might be. His run before. There's European events. Are you sure? I hope so. I think so. Well, let's dig into this. Tom Lewis. He had a nice run before that St. Jude. Uh, in Europe, like, I don't feel like he's been playing in Europe, has he? Uh, yeah, he played over in Abu Dhabi. Miscut. <laughs> DB World Championship. T23. And that was it for him in Europe. He didn't play in the wintertime. He played in the U.S. All right, so what are you thinking? Sam Ryder? No, I said Justin Sue. Guy's great. Jaeger. Where is this tournament? Puerto Rico. The Puerto Rico Open, yes. Teeter for, teeter for the bounce back. Was he second last year? Yeah. I can effort this. Tournament history. Hovland won last year on that chip in the playoff, right? I mean, Grio, he's 20 to 1. I want a big Grio. Ryder was 30 a year ago. Potter, Bramlett. Like, it's just a collection of the, the who's who of guys that you always kind of want to bet at other events. But who is the best tournament history over the past five years? Scott Brown, Aaron Baddeley, Grio, Tom Wilkinson, and Chris Stroud. And then your guy, Josh Dieter. Alex Czechia has... It can get really windy here. Is McDowell playing? You, know, you line had like two good rounds a couple weeks ago. Is that enough for you? I don't know, man. Um, I'm just going to bet Justin Sue. Unless someone wants to like sell me on someone else. Like I like him. I think he's a good player. I feel like I was betting Christian Ventura in the swing season. He's been bad. Uh, you know me. I could say Seamus Power and you could laugh at me, but I'm basing it on nothing. Are you going to bet any of these? Like, is there anyone you actually want to bet here? No, I might tail like guys that actually have like a hot corn fairy guy. That's what I think I would be doing. Uh, but your boy Jinju Zhang's 100 to 1, Pat. Might have to do that. <laughs> okay. might, just, might just have to bet on the names that I like at this event. But there are certain, like, uh, Aaron Bad- like Aaron Badley is the king of the opposite WGC field, I think. Oh, yeah, does he almost have the Grand Slam? I think, he, I think this would complete the Grand Slam for him if he won it. Maybe he's won this tournament before. Is it crazy that Griot could be a decent value? A value at 20? of 20 to 1? Yeah. For a guy who can't putt? Yeah, maybe. He might win. 
What are Badley's? Uh, Badley's probably like 10 to 1 or something stupid like that. Where's he at? He's 66 to 1. Yeah, I got not a ton of interest in this field. Davis Riley is a hot shot people like to bet. Yes, that's true. It tends to play well in the wind as well. I don't know. Sir. I have nothing. Sir is good for me. That's my bet. Justin Sir. Sir. Who's the guy? I guess he's still Corn Fairy. I don't know. Someone we used to bet. It wasn't Min Woo Lee. It was someone else. S.J. Kim? Remember him? That was, that was Drew Livingston's guy, because he'd always be like, minus two after two. He's like, oh, he's going to win. Put some money on it. <coughs> In the non-COVID world, they would play those, like, Monday through Wednesday, like, events, Thursday events, and, like, the Bermuda. Yeah, Barbados. on Corn Ferry, yeah. Yeah. And there's a guy I always bet, just tailing someone. I forget his name now. He sounds good. You'll probably end up betting your boy, Ollie. He'll be popular this week. Willie? Yeah, everyone, people love Ollie. I actually... People could, that love betting loser events like the Puerto Rico Open love Ollie Schneider. Jones. I'd actually be happy with myself to bet no one here. Good. Like I said, so I don't my, have a clue. unless someone can talk me into someone good <laughs> and like why, like why not just bet, like, I'll probably, because I, I said smash the like and put in some doubles, like I'll probably try to double up with Peters and Wallace at the top. Didn't Padraig play well in Phoenix? Not really, no. He played well overseas at one point this year, but I think he's missed every cut since coming over. K.H. Lee shorter than Benny Ann. That's kind of weird. Like, why not Ben Ann? Wouldn't you rather, would you rather bet Grillo at eight points shorter, or you think their odds are pretty equal? I think that Ann's a better player. Don't you? I would agree, but Grillo's playing better. Neither can putt. I would rather bet Ben Ann. Not that I'm going to bet Ben Am, but I would rip between those two. I'd rather bet Ben Am. Where was KH Lee was just on a leaderboard? Was that like last week? Phoenix. He made the cut this week too, and was a disaster after making the cut. If it gets this course can get super windy. Uh, I've noticed that Sebastian Capelet is pretty good in the wind, and he's like a hundred to one. Anyway, we're beyond this. Justin so for me. That will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, I believe my article is finally published up on DKNation.com right now. So you can go check that out. Jeff Feinberg with the Jeff Feinberg Show. Wednesdays and Fridays, and you have that video up on Odds Checker as well, where you can get your prop plays and everything. Yes, all of it. I'll be more like... The sting, I think, of like yesterday will be wear, worn off by the time I do that content. So I think I'll have a little more pizzazz in me. Now you got to take a phone call here soon, but I might be setting you up with your own camera. Good. I don't know. I fe- literally feel like, I guess it's the same fee now, the Chargers. Like, I feel like one of those dumb games after the Chargers shouldn't have lost that I got to come here and here and talk about it. <laughs> it'll be okay. Yeah, it'll, it will. But I, I, Finau this week. Finau's going to win. No, no one will have a cent on him and he'll win. That, you, that, you know that's what's going to happen. He's finally going to win when no one has bet him. At 16 to 1, I guess there's better numbers. But yeah, sure, why not? Just win. Just win. When he wins, he's going to take a, like beat a 60 to 1 bet I have too, probably. Okay, for sure. You'll be on yeah. the other guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. somehow. Somehow. 
Become a member at FantasyNational.com today. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for a discount. All the stats, all the tools. Play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listener League. Link is in the description. Fills very quickly. By the way, it seems like it's like half full already. So by Monday evening, it's probably going to be full. But keep checking back to make sure that you've figured all of that out. Bets will come out later in the week at DraftKings on Tuesday with DJ Jazzy Jeff Ulrich. So tune into that, plus the live chat on Wednesday as well. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.